Our U.S. Constitution is amazing. It's full of what's called negative rights, designed to protect us from the corrupt powers of a dictatorship. Like our right to worship our own God, not some official state religion. Our right to prevent the government from seizing our property without paying fair market value for it. Or our right to be tried by a jury of our peers, people like us, not by some star tribunal. And that's why America has become the richest, most just society in the world. Other countries force so-called positive rights onto their citizens. These enable one group to take from another group their free speech, money, and choice by using government force. Socialists love wielding this power over people. Sometimes we take our freedoms for granted, but we can lose our Bill of Rights and our Constitution and become like Venezuela or North Korea. Failed, brutal socialist regimes. We need your help to spread the good news about our amazing U.S. Constitution. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, depending on what time you're listening to us. If you're listening to us on the podcast, not on our regular broadcast day, my name is Todd Kuhn, and I'm filling in for Fred Penny. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. Seated to my right in the position of prominence, Denise Dirks. Good morning, Denise. Good morning. How are you today? I am a whole new person. A, a, a whole new person? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what has revived, resurrected, and refreshed your visage? I slept really well last night. It's amazing <laughs> what sleep can do for you. And you know, yeah, it's and, true. And can I say you're wearing some very um, festive isn't the word, but uh, team sport supporting colors. What do you what do you have on there for those of us in Radioland that have, can't see what you're wearing? I have um, Mariota, right? Mar- is that what Mar- it is? Marcus Eight? Mariota's jersey. Marcus yes. Mariota for Oregon. Marcus Mariota. Yeah. After what the Oregon State Beavers did to the Ducks last week. Which was week. just weird. What a great game, though. It was a good game, but yeah. Oregon had it struggled. Yeah. They struggled. I think that their quarterback was hurt. I think the Beavers had a good, a good defensive scheme, They too. did good. Yeah. Yeah. They so. did really well, and that's you know that's the worst game for Oregon to lose. <laughs> you can't lose the war. <laughs> well, I know. As they call it in Oregon. It, it, yeah. so, so for those of you that are tuning in for the first time and the, or, or haven't, Heard this or picked up on this reference before. Denise Dirks is a duck. She is an Oregon duck through and through, an alumnus of the university, and uh, got your bachelor's degree from there. Correct? I did. Okay. What, what what was your major? What did you? Major? International studies. International studies. Yes, I have a. I did the equivalent to a uh, AA in business management at Lane Community, and then I went on to change my major and, of course, add another year to my college experience, (laughs) but I have an international studies degree. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, You know, just out of, I was having this debate with a family member the other day, as often happens over the Thanksgiving holiday. How many times did you change your major when you were in college, if if you can recall? Twice. Twice. I had one family member change his major eight times. 
Somebody's trying to milk the system. Well, yeah, I, it was one of those. It was one of those things where every time he changes major, he call the family and tell them about the new major, and he was seeking validation. And every time he says, "Really, you want to do that?" Well, then he changed the major again. And what did he end up with? He ended up with a degree in uh, IT. Oh. Well, that and was a practical one. That was a yeah, good, that was a good call. And, yeah. and, and let me tell you something. It has worked out very well for him. He does he does very well. Supports his family. He's got a wife, three, uh, two kids, one on the way, and yeah, everything's great. For good him. for him. Yeah. But by the way, that smooth voice that you hear, that soothing FM jazz station voice that and you now, hear in the background, more late um, night music coming up, is <laughs> is Cal Hunter. <laughs> Cal, how you doing? I'm well, thank you so much. How about you? I, I'm doing well, doing well. I see you've got the Christmas beard coming in yep. very well. Yep, yep. I have a little tiny, I mean a little teeny, 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 tiny show I'm doing in Cottonwood, California. Wow. And the performance is next week, and rather than doing a real performance, we're going to do it online. Okay. Which means a theater that holds 25 people will now have six people watching the show, and most of them will be somebody's parents. Nice. But, but it's okay. Are, are, you, are you playing Chris Kringle? Is that of the... Of course. Uh, yes, okay. Yes. See, I, I've always wanted to do it. Every time I've done Santa Claus before, they've had me put on the wig and the, you know, and I just said, forget it. I'm going to grow a beard this time. If I'm playing Santa for anybody, I'm going to use the Cal Hunter beard. And my wife said, go for it. So yes. that's what I'm doing. Outstanding. Yeah. 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 I think it looks great. Thank you. Outstanding. I don't know. I saw a cartoon the other day, and it was uh, Santa Claus, and he's... he's uh, <laughs> Oh no! Here we go. He's, he's, Here we go. He's go, getting ready to go to bed at night, and his wife is asleep. He goes, uh, "Stop pretending. You know me. I can tell when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake." <laughs> That's pretty good. It's like okay. <laughs> oh, Fre- <coughs> excuse me, Fred Penny not here today on assignment. Uh, you know, usually he checks in, and he can do that no matter where he is because Radio Law Talk is not only. You can not only hear it on your station if you're listening on the radio right now, but you can also hear it online at radiolawtalk.com. And the podcasts that we upload later, usually so if we do a show on Saturday, the podcast uploaded by about Tuesday or Wednesday for Monday. that show. Monday. Okay, Monday. Great. We've got somebody on top of that. Outstanding. And uh, that's uploaded, and you can go on and hear the show. Uh, you, it's searchable, so if you want to see topics. I mean, we've got three years of shows, four years of shows on there. So Yes, so and, you, and you can talk to us, too. Absolutely. How If you want to participate <laughs> in the show and talk, how do they do that, Denise? They call 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-529-529. 7234. And give us a call. Yeah, we love to have folks call in. Now, understand that we can't give legal advice. We talk about things from a legal perspective in very general terms. And and you should understand that about uh, our show here is that we're not giving specific legal advice to your individual problem. If you have something for which you need a legal consultation, our, the only advice we can really give is to find an attorney and go and meet with that attorney, take advantage of the attorney-client privilege, and you can give all the facts to your heart's content to the attorney that you have retained who can give you advice specific to the issue you're dealing with. Um, So we got a lot of stuff to cover today. You know, a lot of things happening in the world of sports. We have things happening from the Supreme Court rulings as it results, relates to, uh, to, uh, well, let's just say uh, they may impact religious gatherings and First Amendment religious freedoms. We've got uh, rulings that... Well, 
I don't want to say that it's good to be rich, but we have a one out of the state of Florida that I think is very interesting, where the person who fought the legal challenge and had money got away, but the other two people are paying the piper. We'll get to that one. Um, hope you're not a New England Patriots fan, because you may not like this story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a crafty case. Oh, oh, a crafty. Very good. Very good. Yes, a crafty case. We got um, more about Harvey Weinstein, oh, too. Harvey Weinstein. I mean, he's going through it well. and uh, trying to get out of it, <laughs> I mean, so to speak. Uh, you know, it, it's <laughs> i, I, I got to be careful the analogies that I use. But Harvey Weinstein, I mean, you're never going to get rid of him out of the media. It's all about suppression. But he keeps cropping back up every once in a while. (laughs) Uh, Bill Cosby, the Cosby case that's coming up on appeal. We'll talk about those issues. There's some... That's a good, good issue. I love that case. Exactly, because there are some hot-button topics that are specific to that case that go far beyond just Bill Cosby. Yes. I think it shows some of the things that work in the legal system and some of the things that just may be wrong or broken. Uh, Don't uh, you think, if you look at the whole thing in in its totality? I think that is just, like, so ripe for a a decision and narrowing, is my opinion, of what's going on in that realm. Exactly. You know, when we talk about cases and things that happen at the trial court level, like, let's say a judge at a trial rules um, in favor of one party versus the other. At the trial court level, that ruling has no effect on the judicial system beyond the purview of that trial, if it's a trial judge ruling. But when issues from the trial get appealed to an appellate court, then the appellate court decision has a broader influence over other cases. If it goes from the appellate court to a state Supreme Court, it has an even broader scope of influence. And actually more more specific to the state. Exactly, more specific mm-hmm. to the state. And then when, if it goes from the state appellate system or Supreme Court to the U.S. Supreme Court, as we will see in this religious liberties case, the religious case out of New York, it has an even broader sphere of influence, those decisions. We're going to talk about that. You can hear that twilight music. It's not. It's not quite... Uh, Harry Potter-esque. Uh, we're going back to our air guitar and air um, bells that we were playing when air, we started this. Air flute in this air case. Air flute. <laughs> oh, that just sounds... Cal, you can't I say know, that. I that know, just, you know, know sends the wrong... Denise is giving me the bad look here. So, hey, Cal, uh, are we going to have a case or no case when we come I'm back? Ready. When we I'm come ready. back. That, that's what most people tune in for, case or no case. Cal's going to try to stump us. And I don't know, I heard a rumor it might be extra points, but T- we'll see. Today is double points Saturday. Double Point Saturday. (laughs) Stick with us. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Keenan, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com, and we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car wash, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch a hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road. Come visit the duck at the quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone like nobody else could possibly understand we understand we're overeaters anonymous and we have helped thousands of people just like you people who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy rewarding life overeaters anonymous help me get my life back now i eat in a way that's healthy and good for me i never realized what i was missing out on with oa i am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at oa.org. Where's Fred? You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Or as the case may be, Todd Cunin sitting in for Fred here today on Radio Law Talk. Myself, Denise Dirks, Cal Hunter. You know, this is the part of the show, 
all right? And we do this at the close to the top of every hour. We're a little late getting into it in the first hour here. But this is the part of the show where, folks, we really have to pay homage, pay deference to Cal Hunter's dedication to Case or No Case. And because, vivid imagination. Sometimes. Because quite frankly, his penchant for fudging the truth is probably putting his eternal destiny in peril. But he does it for us here on Case or No Case. Cal, take it away. Any sacrifice. Now it's time Any to sacrifice. play Case or No Case. Yay! Lorelai Martinez had some challenges in her life, and they left her wheelchair-bound for getting around, except when she tried to take public transit in her small Tennessee town of Teleco. She went to work every day for about three years on a small bus and then came along a new driver by the name of Ellis Tyler. Mr. Tyler was always concerned about being on time in his small route. And when he pulled up to Lorelei's stop the first time, she said he said to her he could not get her on the bus because his wheelchair lift was broken. Lorelei called a friend to take her to work. She didn't like him posing. For the next work week, Lorelai had to call someone else to take her to work because this was broken every day. And finally, she called the bosses of the transit society, uh, the transit company. And she said, uh, I'd like to speak to Alice Tyler's supervisor, please. And she said, how come you have a broken wheelchair lift on this bus? And he said, well, first off, Mr. Ellis does not, Mr. Tyler, Ellis Tyler, does not drive the same bus every day. We rotate our three buses or so three routes. And by the way, all, she said, what about the broken lift? And he said, our wheelchair lifts are working just fine, all of them. We test them every day. And then Mr. Uh, Tyler Ellis was called into the office, and he was fired. And he sought legal counsel, saying if he took the time to help a challenged individual onto the bus, he would get behind in his route and lose his job anyway. Lose-lose situation, he said. He sought reinstatement and a rule changes his employment contract. And so I ask you, Denise Dirks, double points Saturday. If you opt into double points, you win double points, and you lose double points. So case or no case, Denise Dirks. Uh, what state was this in? Tennessee. Teleco, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Oh. Hey, but before Denise starts, what is our, I mean, so we know what we could be losing. What is our point oh. total at this point? I don't know. Point? Denise has that. Denise. Oh, I have the point total. Yes. I've relegated her to be the score. Yeah, and at? I'm very good about taking those points. Yes. yes. yes we right. are... Tied, Todd. You and I are both uh -oh. at 15. <laughs> Fred is at three. And our esteemed producer, Cal, is at four. He stumped us. So theoretically, <laughs> so if good. we all opted for double points and lost every round, Fred would gain significant ground on us and not even be here. This is true. That's okay. true. All right. All right. Denise, uh, the, the, okay, the floor so, is yours. So Tennessee kind of changes things. Let me think about this. Uh, can he sue? his company and get reinstatement because he would run late by not no he'd lose it if he did um that's part of his job is to facilitate the uh wheelchair um access for people so i'm going to say that it is a case no it has to be something weird there's got to be a twist to it. <laughs> Don't okay. take that personally, Cal. It has to be yes, something weird. It does. Cal it's Cal, Cal beat it up. <laughs> Sound like my or wife. he found it. It's got to be something strange. Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say no case. Uh, no case. And are, and are you uh, wagering the double points for this? Or are you just going the normal? You know, because if it's oh. no... Yeah. I'm going to wager double points. <laughs> All right. So I this, just have to try This could it. be a four-point swing for it you. It could. Well, and here's the thing. Some, the edge, so. Somebody, one of the two of us is going to, I mean, this is going to put great distance between us because I'm going to say that this is a case 
You said no case, right? Yes. I'm going to say that this is a case, and I'm going to say that the bus driver wins reinstatement because he's going to say he had already passed his probationary period, so he was subject to progressive discipline. The issue had not come up before with him, and he was put in what he claims a no-win situation because if he was late— if he was late, he would be penalized. So he's either going to get penalized because he's late or penalized because he uh, doesn't – he's on time, but he doesn't let the person take advantage of the wheelchair. So It sounds like he knows that's, Kenta, uh, that's Tennessee That's the case law. as I described it to you. That's, that's exactly yeah. correct. That yeah. is what makes this weird because everybody thinks, oh, clearly the bus driver ought to lose, but he wins, and he wins reinstatement. Yeah, I was going to do that's, that. That's right, and I'm going to wager double points. Okay. Any, any Want to change your mind? No. Okay, you don't no. get to anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so those of you who say this is a case, that would be Denise, right? No, no, no. no. Denise said it was not a case. Oh, you said it's not a case. So yes. you say who it is a case, that would be Todd. Uh-oh. Yes. Okay, here we go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, made the, I made the whole thing up because, <laughs> because I saw one of our local bus drivers kind of doing like this when I drove by a bus stop. And I said, well, what do you want me to do? So I, I thought that would be an interesting case. There may have been a lawsuit filed over that somewhere. I couldn't find one, and I looked everywhere in the country. You know, I just couldn't find one. Yeah. But, so. Denise, congratulations. That's a four-point swing for you. Thank you. Way to go. I'm way ahead now. And so. by the way, next time I'm, we're going to talk about fiberglass in your mattress. Did you know the mattress, if you buy a new one, probably has fiberglass in it, and it has to by law? No. Interesting story. So we'll talk about that coming up here. If uh, I'll give you the chance. So you're telling me there's a That's chance. Uh, coming up here. <laughs> on the... You know, I, I'm pretty certain that at the pearly gates, there's going to be a prosecutor <laughs> sitting there. Cal's going to show up. You know, and and the question will be asked, uh, sir, have you been totally honest in everything you've done? Cal's going to say, yes, I do. Mm. The prosecution would like to call Todd Cunin to the stand. <laughs> um, and isn't it true? That on such and such, yes, he did. He he said this stuff, and it turned out to be completely false. I have no problem <laughs> confessing that it was all done in fun, Your Honor. And uh, St. Peter, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I just, how it's got to go. All right, all right. Well, okay, so when we come back, because we're heading at the uh, bottom of the hour break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about Mr. Bill Cosby. Uh, Mr. Uh, Cosby has, he's been in prison for a few years now, I think, so after his conviction uh, on sex-related charges in Pennsylvania, but some issues about his conviction are coming up on appeal, and the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court is going to hear that coming up. We're going to talk about that, and then we'll talk about Harvey Weinstein. What the heck? We just can't get away from it. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. Again, if you want to participate quickly, what's the number, Denise? Uh, 855-529-7234, or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We'll be back after this. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. We are live every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific time. So we stream the show live there. We'll be right back. Hold on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Oh, come on. Oh, stop it. This is Radio Law Talk. And now... Back to the show. So Bill Cosby, uh, you know, for, for those of us that watched TV in the 70s and the 80s and even the early 90s, I mean, Bill Cosby was a, a mainstay, a fixture on television from his uh, work with children's television early on. And then you know, he had the Cosby show and yeah, his stand-up comedy routines that he'd do around the country. He was just, uh, so, I oh, saw him in person in Anchorage, Alaska. Anchorage, Alaska? I did. Wow. I, I didn't he was him. great. Yeah. And they called him America's dad at one time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I And mean, also the conscious of America and for a period of time. Right. Because right. he was okay. advocating um, responsibility. responsibility for fathers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Fathers to their families. And, and then, then... Allegations started to arise where people started coming forward claiming, and, and there was a pattern that was that sort of appeared, and that'll become important here in this case we're going to talk about. But the pattern that was alleged against him by more than one individual was that he would take these younger women under wing to mentor them or do whatever, and to, to mentor them in their careers under the guise of giving them advice. And then they, they alleged that he would... Uh, Unbeknownst to them, slip them something in their beverage that would cause them to not be able to respond or react, at which point they claimed that he took advantage of them sexually. And these reports came out. There was one case that was brought in the state of California that was a civil case. 
And at the same time, he was facing prosecution in the state of Pennsylvania. And, and this was early on. And the allegation that Cosby has is that there was an agreement on the part of the prosecutor in the criminal case in Pennsylvania not to prosecute if he sat for a deposition in the civil case in California and was honest in his responses. And so based upon that, he claims that representation. Cosby sat for the deposition in the civil case, at which point he made some statements that would have been otherwise incriminating in a criminal case, but he thought that there was a non-prosecution agreement. Uh, fast at least in the state of Pennsylvania. At least in the state of Pennsylvania. Fast forward a couple of years, new DA in Pennsylvania comes in and says, hey, yeah, you know what, we're going to go ahead and prosecute you for that stuff here. And that non-prosecution agreement, yeah, it's not in writing. You don't have it. We're not going to honor that. So it, if one of the, Right, there's no proof it exists. There's no proof that it exists. Yeah. One of the, uh, aside from the generally accepted axiom that any criminal defense attorney would tell you, which is, if there was no prosecution agreement, why the heck did he sit for the deposition? Because that is like the dumbest move of all dumb moves, unless you have it. But it should have been in writing, and it wasn't. So Cosby does a trial. And at the first trial, he's, uh, it's a, I'm not going to say this word. It, it, at the first trial, it was a mistrial. The jury could not agree on a verdict. Commonly referred to Denise Cover Years as a hung jury. Um, the jury could not agree on a verdict. So one of the issues was the non-prosecution agreement and whether the statements that he made in the deposition should have been introduced at trial. That was one issue. The other issue in the first trial dealt with dealt with what's called prior bad acts evidence. Now, prior bad acts evidence in the context of a sexual case, uh, case of sexual assault, is he's being prosecuted for what he did against the one defendant, but or one victim. But if the prosecution can prove that there was a common motive plan or scheme that he followed a prescribed course of conduct with regard to other people, even though he was never convicted of any crime relating to those or other even people, charged. or even charged, yeah. the law in Pennsylvania, and this is true in a couple of other states, allows the prosecution to introduce the evidence of those uncharged acts to show that he followed a, a certain plan, a, a scheme, if you will, to seduce these young women. Now, in the first trial, the judge said, well, we're only going to let you introduce one prior bad act. There were five, but we're only going to let you introduce one. And the ruling in the first trial, I mean, the, the reason why the judge would have ruled that way is to, to let in more would be too prejudicial to the defendant. The jury might convict you because of the prior bad acts and not because of what you did as it relates yeah, to the charge it, it, here. It's basically almost just character type evidence. Exactly. And you shouldn't be convicted just on character How would evidence. one not be prejudicial? That's what I'm not figuring out in my brain. I'm thinking, well, if you're going to do one... Well, and, and, and this is the anomaly here, because in the first trial, the court said, one. we're only letting one in. Yeah. That jury was a hung jury, mistrial. Hmm. Okay? So they tried the case again. On the second trial, same judge said, uh, yeah, before I only let one in, because I thought it was too prejudicial to let more than one in, I'm going to let five in now. So the judge changed its ruling, okay? Yeah, and, and, and between one and five, that's really, huge. that's a huge difference. And I do think that 
issue is going to fall in favor of Cosby. I just feel that. I, I, I agree. So, so right now, um, on, a, on appeal to the appellate court level, the appellate court, that was the first, is the, uh, the Pennsylvania Court of Appeals. That was where the first level of appeal goes after the trial court. The appellate level said, yeah, we, we don't have any problem with what happened. They, over, they, they, did, they overruled the objection and the appeal. They sided with the trial court. There was another issue on appeal, too, and one, that issue had to do with a potential conflict of interest between the judge, the trial judge, and the, a witness in the case who was the former DA claiming that there was a non-prosecution agreement. And what the appellate court said is you waived it. You should have raised it sooner in the uh, trial court because waiting too long – means you waived that right to raise that issue. And that was the one that I was disappointed in because I wanted to see, I would love uh, to see that go up to the Supreme Court of that state and to see how they would handle that. Essentially what Denise is referring to is that the trial judge in the case, without getting into too many of the details, let's just say there was political animosity between the trial judge and the sitting DA who agreed to the non-prosecution agreement, allegedly, who was no longer the sitting DA at the time the trial came out. That DA came in to testify, and I think that the what Denise is saying, and I agree with this, is the trial judge should have disclosed to the defense, by the way, there may be a conflict of interest with me hearing this particular witness's testimony testimony because we have political animosity. They're running for the same position and there was political there during was election. There was a real sludge happening. It, it, it was a real <laughs> brouhaha. Yeah. But the judge should have disclosed that to the defense. The defense is saying, well, we didn't know about it. How could we object to it if we didn't even know that there was an issue? Well, you know, the appellate court said, sorry, it wasn't raised in the trial court. We're not going to hear it now. So on appeal now. Timely to, way. It, it wasn't timely that's raised. Right. So, so on appeal yeah. now to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is the Cosby case on two specific issues. The one issue is, did the trial court make a mistake when they allowed five prior bad acts to come in, given differences that might have occurred between the bad acts and just the volume of bad acts? Was that prejudicial that deprived to the point that it deprived Cosby of a fair trial? And then the other issue on appeal is whether or not the trial court um, made a mistake, erred, if you will, in allowing Cosby's deposition testimony because of the claim that Cosby had that he had a prior non-prosecution um, non agreement. So, Denise, what do you think? Um, I think that... Well, they found the actual the judge actually found there was not the trial judge found there was not a non-prosecution agreement, so that failed. And I think what's going to happen is the court's going to say, "Wait a second, there is some evidence, if not substantial evidence, that it existed." And I think that that could be overturned on that basis because that's the frame of reference they're going to be looking at it. But I think more importantly. Cosby's going to get a different shot um, at probably a whole new trial. And that's because I think going from one prior bad act witness to five is prejudicial. I think you hit the nail on the head with your intuition that it just it seems so prejudicial. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, why, if, why pound a nail with one blow when you can try to do the same nail with nine? I mean, it's it's. It seems obvious that you know that a jury would go wait five times. You know, on the non-prosecution agreement, I, I I could see the appellate court doing this. I could see the appellate court saying, you know, on appeal we decide issues of law, not issues of fact. And the trial court made That's a decision 
this trial court made a decision that the fact did not exist that there was a non-prosecution agreement. We can't change that. We could change an issue of law, but not an issue of fact. We'll, we'll finish up with this when we come back from the break uh, really quick. And then we get into Harvey Weinstein because there's another issue with regard to the non-prosecution agreement. But, you know, folks, this in the Pennsylvania is going to have a far-reaching effect on other criminal defendants and how evidence is introduced against them in other cases. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station or online. Don't go away. We'll be back in about three minutes. Stay tuned. We're on about 50 radio stations nationwide. And as was pointed out, we always stream live every Saturday morning, 9 to noon for Radio Law Talk. And we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to prolawfirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to prolawfirms.com. That's prolawfirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. Dick, 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 Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108. 
That's 800-814-5108. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. So uh, just finishing up on, on Bill Cosby, just really quickly. Um Denise, just to recap, two issues on appeal. Which one do you think is stronger and which one is weaker? Well, the prior bad acts is the strongest argument for Bill Cosby. Yeah. And that it was prejudicial to his case, period. I, That's I, it. I, and and <laughs> I, I think the fact that you have a prior the, – the judge in the first – in the first case, ruled that any more than one would be too prejudicial. That's why he limited it to one. And then in the second case, after a mistrial, to say, okay, well, yeah, now it's not prejudicial anymore. Let's go ahead and let four more in for a total of five. I just think that's a hurdle that's huge. And, um, you know, and, and look, I think legally that might be the way that it is supposed to pan out. The unfortunate circumstance for a lot of people in appeals like this is if it is moved back i mean it's it's fortunate for cosby he gets a new trial but look it's more cost to the state it's going to be uh the victims are going to have to come back in victims going to have to come back in testify again they got to go through the whole thing over again and and that's going to be difficult but legally speaking you got to get to the right result yeah because if you don't if you don't if if they if the supreme court finds that look Five was okay. And the reason the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, this is why I wanted to uh, talk about this. The reason why they took this case up is Cosby case was getting a lot of press. At the same time the Cosby case was being heard, there was another case for a defendant named Charles Hicks, who was charged with murder and uh, I believe several sexual assaults and a lot of prior bad acts evidence had come in against him. And, and those prior bad acts, uh, so he's being charged with murder, and those prior bad acts um, did not exactly mimic the same pattern exactly. as the one that was he's being charged for and tried for. And so the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania created a problem that they have to fix because the problem they created were five justices wrote five different opinions yes. <laughs> upholding the law, but for five different reasons, which made trial courts trying to apply that law, looking at this case, it was as clear as mud. Yes. 
And and now you got the Cosby case that comes back up on similar issues about prior bad acts. And this is an opportunity for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to get their act together. Yes. And, and this Cosby case is a cleaner case than the yes. previous case. The previous case had they upheld the conviction for different reasons. So there was a lot more issues on appeals in that, in that first mm-hmm. on appeal in that first case. And so this case, I think, is going to be very important. Denise, don't you think it's also a chance for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to reach back down to the Superior Court in Philadelphia, where this was, and slap them and say, will you please keep politics out of your decision? Because remember, the judge who allowed the five made a promise that he was going to prosecute Cosby if he got that judgeship. That was a political promise that he kept, uh, unless I'm not remembering this. The the DA made the promise. Right. But the DA ran for judge. No, it was the... The the conflict was that there was a former DA and the judge both ran for DA at the same time. There you go. And the judge lost in a bad way because something came out very private about him. Right. And so that was what it was at at the underlying conflict. Um, The first judge was not connected. So the first judge, you know, that where they had the hung jury, which means the jury did not all agree. Which means they couldn't convict. Of course, that's what it means to me. Yes, well, I don't know it's why not anyone physical would ever attributes, that. guys. But, <laughs> but the point is there that that this may be an opportunity for a, a court system notorious for having political overtones, Pennsylvania, uh, to have someone say, "Guys, don't do that." Don't I actually anymore, think this yeah? judge is going to get slapped. I do. I, I feel that way. I, 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 I think that, and I think that uh, if the judge ends up getting uh, hammered on judicial misconduct grounds. And then the defense says, okay, now he's been reprimanded on judicial misconduct grounds that he did something wrong in the course and conduct of trial. Can we now base an appeal on that? We want a new trial, if you please. And and look, I I think that the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, maybe knowing that that could be in the pipeline or whatever and knowing everything, maybe the cleanest way is to say, yeah, it shouldn't have been let in. Let's go ahead and do another trial. I, I think so, too. And kind of keep the politics out of it. Yeah. And try to, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So, so wow, that's, that's scary. And, and folks, you know, <laughs> the whole thing is, yeah. That's, uh, now, now look, they're going to argue it, I think, in the next week or so, or maybe they, maybe they did argue it already. The, the opinion's not going to come out to the first part of next year. But we will cover that. We will follow up with that and let you know what's happening with Mr. Cosby because it has far-reaching consequences. Yeah, and speaking of sexual assault, let's talk <laughs> yes. about Harvey Weinstein. Yes, that, Mrs. Lincoln. Uh, yes. That's such an easy transition. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, and yet... <laughs> Neither has been con- – well, Cosby has. Wait, he has too. Okay, well, go ahead. Both, Speaking of sexual assault. Yes. Alex, I'll take courtroom segues for $2,000. <laughs> Denise, what do we got? What, what's Mr. Weinstein well, up to? Well, Harvey Weinstein, uh, Weinstein is being criminally charged in California now. He's already been convicted in New York. Mm-hmm. And he is being civilly sued as well. And the civil suit is actually going before the criminal charges. And so he, Harvey Weinstein's team, his defense team, is saying, hey, stop right now. Don't make him have got to uh, do a deposition in the civil case because he would incriminate himself and he's sick as well. Which is exactly what Bill Cosby was arguing. We have a civil suit and a criminal case going at the same time. I shouldn't have to sit for the deposition because if I say something, it will incriminate myself. And the only reason somebody under the circumstances would ever sit for a deposition is if they had a non-prosecution agreement. But in this case, he doesn't have one. So what do you think that's going to happen? He wants the he wants the court to say, yeah, you don't have to sit for this deposition for health reasons because of COVID, a whole list of things. Oh, he's and, got diabetes and, and he's got and restless like leg and, syndrome oh and spinal he's stenosis just, yeah. and chronic leg pain and sleep apnea. You know, I wonder if they give him a 
uh, what, what's that, the uh, the CPAP machine in prison? I don't know. He's, you know oh, here comes Darth Vader Weinstein. He's got the mouthpiece. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I was not sure. Uh, so, um, so he's got the health problems. But the big thing here is if I testify at the deposition, this is my choice, okay? I either make statements that can then be used in the prosecution against me. Right. Or... I assert my Fifth Amendment right to not make a statement on grounds that, that, I, that it would it be incriminating. Me. Right, right, and right. if I say nothing, then I can't refute anything that they've claimed. I can't and defend I lose, myself. I can't defend myself yeah. and I lose the civil case. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's going on here. And the funny, not the funny thing is, but why is the criminal not proceeding? Because right now the criminal matter has been stayed. He has not been um, sent to California yet because he's supposed to be sent to California. And um, because of the COVID, they just they can't do anything with it. And speaking of which, not only is he suffering, you know, so badly in civil and criminal matters, but now he's being sued by his lawyers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, that, that, so never ends. It I'm never sorry. Ends. Yeah. Well, so, so the, the the lawsuit on behalf of the lawyer. This was interesting to me, because this is the lawyer that was representing him right up until the time the first article that exposed all of his misdeeds came out. Alleged, yes. Well, the, the the allegations right. in that first article, and 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 essentially what the lawyer. This is like a hundred and seventy six thousand dollar bill <laughs> for work because of all the things that the lawyer was going to do to sue the publisher and the newspaper yeah, for, for defamation, defamation yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And, and uh, geared up to do it. Geared all, it all, all to do that. And then shortly after the article was published, he stopped. He was no longer providing legal services for Harvey Weinstein. And so and, the question and, I had was, what the heck did you do to accumulate a $176,000 bill? <laughs> and what I found really interesting is that um, this, this lawyer is coming to court now after they went to arbitration with Jams, and he got an arbitration award, and Weinstein had a, a certain amount of time to pay the award, otherwise it would become public, and it would be something he, that a lawyer would uh, enforce in the courts. And that's exactly what happened. Weinstein didn't pay, and now it's a judgment against Weinstein, and now... It's got to be paid. So really quickly, speed round here, because we've got about a minute left for the break. Speed round on the uh, request not to do the deposition for Harvey Weinstein. You think he wins or loses on that? He does. He wins. I think he wins on that one as well. Yeah. What about the award for uh, lawyer's fees? Do you think that guy uh, ends up collecting 176 or gets an order saying Weinstein's got to pay it? He already has the order. Already has it. Yeah. That's right. So the, the you could enforce the arbitration award and, and through the court literally in 30 days. So... I think he's going to lose that one, too. You know, if he didn't have restless leg syndrome and sleep apnea before, he's going to have it now. (laughs) We're through one hour here on Radio Law Talk. One hour's in the books. And we still have hour two and hour three, so stay with us. Lots of stuff coming up here, including two more case or no cases, one of which about a very popular Christmas song you simply will not want to miss. I mean that. I'm serious. That's all next on Radio Law Talk in our next couple of hours. If you're not getting them live on your radio station, well, then ask them to play the show. Or go over to radiolawtalk.com and listen now. We'll be back. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 